Welcome to the Way of the Nomad podcast, a podcast dedicated to people on their journey to their full potential. It's your favorite coaches, Coach DJ and Coach Fu, joined today to talk about how to turn your ants into pets, part two. So as we promised, we talked about how to turn your ants, which are your automatic negative thoughts, into positive, empowering thoughts. So we just spent most of the time breaking down all the different negative thoughts that we have, all the different negative thought patterns we have. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking now how to change that and actually create the empowering thoughts that we mentioned. Kevin, tell them what's up. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Envision Includes You podcast. I'm joined with Coach DJ. This is part two of turning your ants automatic negative thoughts into positive empowering thoughts, a.k.a. Uh, your pets. So with that being said, I am super excited because I think in the last episode, we covered, you know, the different types of examples when it comes to the negative thoughts. And this time we're actually going to be breaking down like the tactical strategies. Uh, I think it's about a six step process that's going to teach you how to actually turn those negative thoughts into positive, empowering thoughts. So I am super excited. DJ, how's your day been? Are you super excited or what? Let us know. Best day of my life. Every day is the best day of my life. So without further ado, guys, let's let's jump into it. So how do we start challenging the automatic negative thoughts that we just talked about? So there was, again, nine major ones. If you want to know them, go back to the first part. Check it out on our podcast. So now that we know the most common automatic negative thought patterns, you got to practice recognize them when they occur. And now, so the first thing we got to do is ask yourself questions. So you have to first start with recognizing your negative thoughts. And the best way to do this is ask yourself questions like, is this thought true? Ask yourself something like, does having these thoughts serve me? You have to ask yourself, is there another way to look at things? Maybe asking yourself, what advice would you give to a friend who has these thoughts, right? And then if you ask yourself these questions, you're almost very likely to see in a different situation, right? So what can you think of right now? Maybe you're thinking like, man, I'm never going to be fit. Oh man, I'm never going to be, you know, wearing my favorite dress. You got to ask yourself, is this thought actually true? Is having that thought going to serve you? Is there maybe another way to look at it? Maybe you could, you know, if you break it down, maybe it's a fact that you've actually never fully committed to your goals. Maybe you haven't actually did an approach that was going to actually, you know, benefit you. Maybe you've been doing, you've been running your wheels, searching on Google. So, you got to figure out, you know, again, break it down. Is Are these thoughts actually true? Yeah. Going to you, Kevin, what do you think of that? Honestly, like, I think that most of the time when we have thoughts, we almost equate our thoughts as something that's a fact or something that is, uh, we 100% believe. But when you ask yourself questions, it's almost like challenging that belief. Okay, just because I have this thought doesn't mean it's always true. And we see this all the time in relationships, right? It's like, you know, one person doesn't communicate and then the other person's like, oh, well, obviously this person's mad at me. And it's like having all these thoughts in their head, like what did I do? Did I do something wrong? When in reality, it's just not the case. Maybe that person just needs some time, you know, to, to, away from you. Maybe they're super stressed or super overwhelmed. And that's why they're not putting as much energy into um, talking to you. But that doesn't mean that they're mad at you or anything, right? So going back into your fitness journey, right? Like uh, what DJ said is if you feel like the scale is not going down, for instance, and your thoughts is like, oh, see, this program doesn't work. Like I told you, you're always going to be fat. Nothing's ever going to work out. It's like, is that really true? Or maybe you actually 
ate some more carbs the night before and thus your body's holding, holding on to a little bit more water weight right so you have to really challenge your thoughts and understand that not all thoughts are actually true most of the time it's just your brain's making things up and you have to really um, make sure that you're coming to terms that again those thoughts are not actually going to be 100% factual most of the time um, going into number two. So number two is writing down your automatic negative thoughts. And I think that oftentimes this is a strategy that I give to my clients who feel like they're super overwhelmed, super stressed out. And that process is actually called brain dumping. So I get them to, for the ones who are like super overwhelmed and they can't fall asleep at night, I get them to just write down everything they're feeling. Maybe it could be a recap of their day. It could be their negative thoughts, whatever it is. But just having it on a piece of paper, it's going to help them tremendously because you're taking everything that's up here that's, you know, keeping you awake and you're putting it down on a piece of paper. So in a way, it's like your mind's at ease now because you let everything out instead of like keeping everything bottled in. So running down all your thoughts can help you start identifying patterns as well. So you might start identifying like patterns or like even situations or certain triggers that's going to allow you to understand that, you know what? Okay. I am having these thoughts because this happened, right? So for example, let's say you start stress eating a lot. And when you start writing down your, your thoughts, it's like, okay, uh, I noticed that this behavior happens, aka the stress eating, because every single time that my partner doesn't talk to me, I turn to stress eat. Now you just identified a pattern and a behavior. It's like, okay, every time your partner doesn't um, talk to you, you have this thought of like, oh, maybe they don't love me. Maybe they're mad at me, et cetera, et cetera. Then you turn to food. So it can be very productive for you to just writing everything down on a piece of paper, just so you can start identifying certain patterns and understanding that, okay, once you have that pattern, you also have the power to find a new way to cope with it or even break that pattern. DJ, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love that. So everything you said is exactly what I get my clients to do as well. So writing down your thoughts is what helps you minimize the overwhelm. So a lot of times I always like to think about it as like a computer, right? If you have a bunch of processes running all at once, it's going to slow down your computer, right? Just like your brain. Your brain is just like a computer. If you have all these tabs open, if you have all these programs running all at once, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to be slowing yourself down and you're not going to do anything productive because there are a million things on your mind. And simply, and I like to use the analogy of, of just saving some of that information for later or putting it, you know, on a one tab where it minimizes all the, the, the tabs that you're not currently using or are not currently necessary, then you can always go back to it later. And so now if you're, for example, working on your essay and, you know, the only tab that's open is your essay. Now you don't have to think about the schedule. Now you don't have to think about Facebook, Instagram, all these different things that are taking up the memory space. And so this exact idea is how you can do that for your brain. All these things going on in your mind, you write that down. And then this is what's going to clear up that space, that mental space, because everything you're thinking about is physically on a piece of paper. And this is one of the, my, the most helpful things that I've given to my clients and I do to myself. And just like Kevin said, brain dumping or even journaling. This is actually a great form of journaling, just writing out your thoughts and becoming more aware of them. So I love that. That's that's definitely a huge, huge, huge tip for you guys to create the empowering, uh, positive, empowering thoughts. And with that being said, number three, it's to personify your inner critic. So this is an idea of actually creating a character of this inner critic or this devil on your shoulder. So, you know, we all have seen these maybe cartoons or in old school movies where there's an angel 
and there's that devil. Everyone has that devil. And we can start to tell ourselves or create this character of this inner, I want to call it the inner demon, right? The inner demon. We all have that, the inner self-critic. And this way, you can think of it as, you know, an actual devil on your shoulder or an actual ugly creature. Maybe the Lord of Rings golem creature, if that resonates with you. And then this helps keep you from owning those thoughts. So meaning that, you know, you're not the devil. You're not the golem, right? So when you think that negative thought, you can think of it as a literal leech or or this character that's trying to bring you down versus man i'm a failure i'm a failure it's coming it's not coming from you it's coming from what we just personified as this inner critic as the devil on your shoulder as this golem as this ugly troll that's trying to beat us down maybe you can think of that high school middle school bully that you hated whatever whatever will help you just take away from associating those thoughts as who you are internally and this is one of this is great. This is actually a great way to again understand that you are not your negative thoughts, which is what we just opened with. You are not your negative thoughts. And this is a great way to disassociate that from your actual sense of worth, sense of self. Yes. And I do want to say, like, um, just tackling on to that, like you are not your thoughts, right? And at the same time, it's like you never want to be the person who is going to say negative things to yourself. And if you want to say those negative things to yourself, just think about it. Or, or like, if you want to say those negative things to your friends, then most likely you wouldn't say it to yourself. Right. I feel, I feel like a lot of times we are hard on ourselves. We say to ourselves, or like we think that we say to ourselves all these negative things. But again, if you're personifying that inner critic, because we all have it and you're creating it into this character, that's like, you know, this devil or whatever. And it's like, it's not you who's saying it to yourself. And you have to recognize that distinction because no one wants to call themselves like fat and ugly and like lazy and the stupid POS. Like you don't want to say those things to yourself, but it's not you who's going to be saying those things. So just uh, disassociating yourself from those thoughts, is going to give you so much more empower empowerment um, in realizing that, you know what, you want all these great things and all these great things comes from having more positive thoughts. And that's exactly what this is actually going to help you do. Now, with that being said, let's move on to the fourth step. So the fourth tip that we have is viewing your negative thoughts as boring. And what that means is like every single time that you have that old thought that's no longer serving you. So like a negative thought as in like, oh, you're stupid, you're lazy, you're fat, like whatever that comes up in your head, just view it as, you know what, that's boring. Like that's a boring thought. Like, oh, here we go again. It's just that boring thought that's coming in my head. Because a lot of times when we start putting so much emphasis on these negative thoughts, that's where you're giving that power to. Like you're putting an overemphasis as in like, oh, okay, if I'm if my head is telling me that I'm not good enough or that I'm not loved or like that I'm fat, then you're putting that emphasis on it. And that's why you view it as important. But if you just downplay it as in like, oh, it's a negative thought, eh, whatever. It, it is what it is. Like, you know, it, it's boring. Like it's lame. Like I don't care about it. If you stop giving that power to that thought, then it's not going to be as big as you make it to be, right? I think oftentimes when people start thinking, having these thoughts they give so much power to it as if like it's the end all be all it's like oh the scale didn't didn't move that means i'm fat that means i'm 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 never gonna make progress and then they start beating themselves up and then they start self-sabotaging and then they stop working on themselves they stop working out they do all these things when in reality if you if that thought came up you can you have the choice between whether or not you want to let it ruin your day or just carry on as if like eh, it's just a thought like whatever right? And early on in this, 
in part one, we've talked about, I think it was over 70,000 thoughts that you have in a single day. That's a lot of thoughts. So why pay so much attention to the negative ones that appear in your day out of the 70,000, right? You have so many more important things. You have so many more important goals that you need to focus on. And so don't pay too much attention to those negative thoughts. DJ, back to you. Love that. Yeah, just think of it just like as that friend that you know repeats the same story, the same story, the same story. It's boring. And treat those same thoughts that you tell yourself, oh, man, I'm never going to do it. Oh, man, I'm never going to be fit. Oh, man, I'm never going to have whatever six-pack or wear that dress. Treat it as if, oh, my God, I hear this all the time. Like, I'm tired of your bullshit, right? And I love that. So, yeah, treat it as boring. Don't give it the power that you it does not need. And number five, turn your ants. Again, this is the, what today's entire episode is, into pets. So how to conquer it. So one of the ways to conquer it is turning them into positive, empowering thoughts. And you do this by reframing your negative thoughts into something that's going to be more uplifting and actually something more realistic, which is the ironic piece. So, for example, an automatic negative thought, you can write it down. So there's going to be three columns. You can write down a trigger. You can write down an automatic thought, which happens automatically, and then the new thought. So this might be a good, good practice for anybody that's currently journaling or isn't journaling. Maybe this could be your first step. So very simply, you write down, again, first column is a trigger. For example, I made a mistake at work. That's the trigger. You write it below this column. The second column is going to be, I probably am going to get fired, right? This automatic negative thought, you made a mistake. I'm going to get fired. Catastrophize, right? I always mess up. This is it. I'm no good at this job. All these negative thoughts over... Maybe you dropped the glass at work, you broke whatever, you broke a plate, or or maybe you made a mistake with your numbers, whatever it is. Your automatic thought is all these negative things. That's in the second column. The third column, this is where the magic is. So you're going to create a new empowering thought. So instead, I messed up, but mistakes happen, right? It's realistic, right? Is ever, is Are people perfect? Are, does anybody at work never make a mistake? No. That's not, it's not, that's not what, that's not actually what happens, right? And then, so I'm going to work through this like I always do. This is going to be your new thought from that trigger, right? And this is the key, being aware of that automatic thought that you have, that automatic negative thought, and now create a new thought that's both empowering and actually realistic. Because break down this negative thought for a second, like I'm probably getting fired. I always mess up. This is it. I'm no good at the job. Is that true? Or did you make a mistake out of how many, how many years have you been working there? How many months has it been? How many days did you spend at that job without making a mistake, right? So this is a great way to actually, again, get aware. And that's the first step of actually changing is becoming aware that there needs to be a change. And then being conscious of the actual issue, which is this: these negative thoughts are bombarding you. And then creating those empowering thoughts, those ones that are actually not only going to help you, but also be a lot more realistic in your reaction to these automatic, the automatic negative thoughts. Yeah. And I want to say like, just relating this back to your fitness journey, right? So one of your triggers could be, Oh, I had a quote unquote bad meal because over the weekend on, you know, it's my brother's birthday party. And then, you know, I had a little bit more cake than usual, etc. And so your automatic thought could be, Oh, I'm going to lose my progress. I'm going to gain a few pounds. You know, I'm going to feel like shit, like all these things, right? That's your automatic thought. But then if you can start reframing that as, you know what, I decided that I wanted to be present with my family. 
And yes, I can eat a slice of cake and not ruin my progress. Yes, the scale might be up a few pounds, but I know that I'm just going to get back on track with my regular routine and then the weight will just melt back off. That's your new thought. Like right there. Mm. A lot of times if you start, like if you just start always having these automatic thoughts and most of the time they're going to be negative, just keep coming up and you don't challenge it with a new belief or a new thought, then that automatic thought is always going to be what you believe is going to be true. As in, you're always going to be a failure. As in, you're always not going to make progress. As in, you're always going to fall off track. So you have to trust yourself that those new thoughts are going to be a lot more empowering. And those new thoughts are going to be what you choose to believe. So with that being said, the last and final step that we have is reframing your shoulds and shouldn't statements. So oftentimes when you feel like, oh, I should do this, I should do that, I want you to start changing that phrase into something that is more in alignment with you. So instead of saying like, I should work out, I should eat healthy, it's almost like you're obligated and it's like you're guilt tripping yourself to like do something for you, right? So instead, I want to challenge you to start saying, you know what, I look forward to exercising. I know that exercising is actually going to help me a lot and I feel good when I complete a workout. So I'm actually going to look forward to working out today instead of, oh, I should make it to the gym today or like I have to do this or I have to do that. Like, no, you have to understand that this is also a privilege. Like you get to do this and you can enjoy it by understanding that these benefits are in your favor, right? Just like you don't have to choose always having all these positive thoughts either. Like you can choose to be negative all you want, but if you want to make a change and you're choosing to uh, have these positive empowering thoughts, then that's on you. Your life is going to be a lot better, right? So what else? What else can we um, come up with that, you know, let's going back to uh, comparing these shoulds and shouldn'ts. Maybe like when it comes back to eating healthy, right? Oh, I should eat that salad or I should eat healthy. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have that slice of cake. Understand that everything comes down to a choice, right? It's like, are you going to choose something that's going to make you feel good in like two seconds? Or are you going to choose something that's going to make you feel good in two months? You know what I mean? So understand that all those choices that you have are in your power. And at the same time, try to avoid should and shouldn't. Try to make choices and decisions based on what benefits you're going to feel in the future. Because that's ultimately what you want, what you're looking for and to achieve in the long run. DJ, back to you. I love those. Yeah, so again, to reiterate, it's all about reframing your mind, re- reframing the way that you approach these automatic negative thoughts. And I like what they, what what you just suggested, which is, again, looking at it from a, a sense of like what you want versus what you, you know, a negative connotation versus a positive connotation. Meaning that, again, I look forward to exercising, not that I should exercise as if it's a chore, as if it's a push. And in this way, it's more of a pulling motivator, right? Like you're focusing on the things that you want versus the things that you don't want. And too many people focus on things they don't want. And that's exactly why they get them. And so ending that off, guys. So these are the top six ways to turn your ants into pets. So we're going to, I'm going to summarize it real quick. Again, number one, is to ask yourself questions. So again, is this thought true? Does it actually serve me? And breaking it down, just be conscious of it. Number two is to write down your automatic negative thoughts. And just like we said, like a computer, for example, if you have all these tabs open, if you have all these things running at once, 
you're gonna it's gonna slow down your ability to work right or or to think and so writing it down is a way to de-stress and also take all those things off your mind and break down exact exactly what we said which is part one which is to you know think about these thoughts and number three again personify your inner critic that devil on the shoulder it is not you your thought your negative thoughts are not you number four view your negative thoughts as boring that friend that keeps nagging you and telling you that same boring story. Oh, I remember when I was so fit, blah, blah, blah. Or I don't know what it is, but boring, right? Don't invite it. Don't invite the story that you tell yourself. Number five, turning your ants into pets, which again, you have your trigger on one column, your automatic thought, and then your new thought. And the last one, reframe your shoulds and shouldn'ts. Now, some other considerations just to quickly go over is for example, meditation. So this is also another form of being more mindful and just, again, letting your brain run through the course of its thoughts and then becoming aware of your negative thoughts. And it comes back to everything we were saying. Another thing is practicing gratitude. So if you're not doing this already, you could do this if you're journaling. If you're not journaling, try it out. Just write down and focus on the things that you can be grateful for, right? Because we already mentioned in the first episode, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of negative uh, of thoughts a day, and most of them are negative. So starting the day with some gratitude is really going to change your course of the day, and it actually has been shown to actually boost some of the feel-good hormones and chemicals in our brain, like serotonin, dopamine, uh, dopamine and oxytocin. So... These are honestly the best ways to turn those ants into pets. And Kevin, do you want to summarize or give anyone, any of the viewers that are listening to this any final thoughts? Yeah, like honestly, guys, like if you really want to change your life for the better, it really starts up here. You know, most of the time we're looking for like the right strategies, the right blueprint, like everything set in place. But as long as you can start thinking more optimistically and you're thinking a lot more um, positively, you're going to be 99% ahead of the curve. You know, like you have to believe that you can achieve this. You have to believe that you're good enough to achieve anything that you want to achieve. If you don't think that you can, then you won't be able to. If you think you can, you can. Okay. So it all starts up here. So apply these tips that we've given you and your life is going to change once you start having the action plans um, followed up with those thoughts. So with that being said, that's a great place to end off on. DJ, where can they find you? You guys can find me on all social media platforms at Nomadic Fitness and the Weight of the Nomad podcast on all streaming platforms. Kevin, where can they find you? Yes, you can follow my podcast as well at A Vision Includes You Podcast. And you can also follow me on all social media platforms at Vision Fitness. And until next time, we are signing off. Peace. Peace. If you got any type of value from this podcast, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time, this is Coach DJ, out.